a summary of the Sikha. It's been discussed many times that everything in Torah, especially the beginning, is always connected to the end. No, it's the beginning is wedged in the end, and the end is wedged in the beginning. Accordingly, our Parsha B'chukaisai, which is the end of the whole Sefer Vayikra, Therefore, the end of Parsha B'chukaisai must be connected to the beginning of the Chumash Vayikra, as well as it's connected to the beginning of Parsha B'chukaisai. So we do find that, according to the way Lakota Torah explains the beginning of Parsha Vayikra, uh, Vayikra, the beginning of Parsha B'chukaisai, and the end of Parsha B'chukaisai, we see this connection, how the theme of all those three sukkim, all those three uh, discussions, are one and the same. So we'll start with the connection between the end of Parsha B'chukaisei and the beginning of Parsha Vayikra. A very pretty obvious connection. The beginning of Parsha Vayikra is, talks about Karbonus. And the end of, of Chumash Vayikra, the end of Parsha B'chukaisei, talks about two Karbonus. The carbon bechayir, the firstborn animal, and the carbon meiser, which means that when a, every tenth animal you have to give as a, bring as a carbon in the Beis Hamikdash. Something about these two carbonas, which express the idea of carbonas, and that's why the Sefer Vayikra concludes with these particular carbonas. What is that? What's the difference between the bechayir? And the meiser, the carbon meiser, bechayir, comes the sanctity of bechayir comes from above. Hashem declared that every firstborn to its mother should be considered uh, holy, and be brought as a carbon. The carbon meiser happens not on its own. The person, the farmer, has to take the animals into a barn, release them one at a time, and he declares the tenth one to be sanctified. And then he does again, he does it again. The next ten, the tenth one is sanctified. So it happens through the effort of the person. Which explains the order in the Chumash. It starts with Bechayr, because that's something that comes from above. As in uh, all inspiration starts from above. And then it expresses itself in the Meiser. It leads to the Meiser, which is, has to be accomplished by the Yid himself. This is connected to the beginning of Ayikra, where it starts, Adam ki yakir mikem karben Lashem. A person amongst you that will bring a carbon Lashem and the Ukotatayr explains it to mean that Adam Kiyakar means Hashem. Adam refers to Hashem. When he will bring a Yid closer to him, that's how it, that's the beginning of the Pasuk. Then go and moves on from there to Mikem carbon that you have to bring a carbon from yourself, from the Behemoth. Then comes the turn of the Yid that he has to bring a carbon from his own animal soul, and so on. So it starts with Hashem inspiring you, bringing him close to you, and then becomes Mikem Karban. The same idea as the difference between Bechayr and Meiser. Within the person himself and his own Aveda, we also find the same difference. The Bechayr, there's only one Bechayr. It represents the highest, the first. That refers to Chachma, the very highest level. Sometimes that's, that's connected to Mesiris Nefesh, the very highest levels of Aveda. Meiser represents to the ten levels, the ten faculties, the the uh, uh, intellect and uh, and uh, uh, emotions as represented by ten, and it's only the tenth animal that becomes sanctified. 
that represents that the lowest elements of the person must become sanctified, meaning to say that even in ordinary yid, the lowest elements are machshava they're the levushim, they are the way you communicate, you express yourself, they must become holy. Even if a person is not able to manage that his whole personality should be holy, but at least his behavior can be holy as explained at length in Tanya. That explains another difference between the Bechayr and Meiser. Bechayr ex- also applies even today. If somebody has a firstborn animal, it becomes sanctified. Meiser, the Chachamim said, we stop doing Meiser because we don't want anyone to get mixed up. There's a sanctified animal. What do you do with it? You might come to abuse it. So therefore, they said, let's not do Meiser. In other words, Bechayr exists today. Meiser doesn't. Why? Because Bechayr talks about the source of the soul. It reaches into the very highest levels of the soul, which is, as we know, unchanged. That always remains pure. But the esekeichas the your own external, the, the, your own personality, that can become compromised. That is possible. It depends on what's going on around you. In the time of the Beis Hamidrash, great revelation, the ten spheres are holy. But when af uh, imgolus, it's already more difficult, and therefore it doesn't apply in today's day and age. Meiser doesn't apply. This also connects to the beginning of Parsha B'chukaisei as explained in Lakota Torah. As he explains there, in B'chukaisei Teilechu, the first Pasuk, that says, if you will walk in my statutes, and you will keep my mitzvahs. The Al-Tareb explains it in this way. B'chukaisei means there is a part of the Neshama which is engraved. There, it's, it's like part and parcel. Or everything, the inspiration that comes to it is engraved. It's engraved upon the soul. Not like ink on on parchment, which is two separate things. So when the essence of the soul, when the teilechu, when, it, you, when you walk forward, when you move forward, it's an infinite moving forward. It's an unstoppable moving forward. However, the Alter Rebbe says, because this all comes from the essence of the soul, but the essence of the soul is not manifest here on earth, and we live on earth in the physical world. Therefore, it's not going to have, it's the, the inspiration that comes from that will not continue. It, it doesn't have a lasting in, uh, impact. Therefore, you have to come to Avetz Mitzvah, that through doing the mitzvahs in the physical world, that gives a lasting impact to the inspiration that comes from above. The inspiration, the Yisrusa must express itself in the Yisrusa Tata. And it's this, uh, the effort of the person which is Tishmeiru, that keeps that guards, that protects the inspiration that it should continue to inspire you, it shouldn't dissipate so we see that all three, the beginning of, uh, of Vayikra, which begins Adam that Hashem inspires and then you have to bring a carbon then in the, at the beginning of Bukhukaisai, uh, which is that from the source of the Neshama inspiration from above, but that it has to lead to inspiration from below and then at the end of Parsha Bechakaisai, Seifa Vayikra, which is Bechayr, which is inspiration from above, and Maiser, but it concludes with Maiser, where it, is, it talks about the Aveda of the person. But since everything goes according to the conclusion, the conclusion is the most important place, and the, the, the Chumash Vayikra concludes with Maiser, so it means that Maiser, the Aveda Sa'adam, what is represented by Maiser, is what's most important. In other words, it's the Avaidah of the person which is the ultimate purpose of Karbanas. 
So we have to understand what does it mean that something which comes from the very essence of the neshama should be superseded by something which is being done on the physical earth, something which is so limited. How could that be the ultimate purpose of a, of a carbon and transcend and supersede even the inspiration of the, neshama, of the essence of the neshama? Especially in light of the fact that we know that the inspiration from above comes from a place that transcends where the nivroim, where the created being, where a yid can reach through his own efforts. And it's only because Hashem, through His kindness, infinite kindness, decides to share this inspiration with us. So it's coming from such a place which doesn't even, our, our Aveda doesn't even affect that place. So you can't even say that it's, the, it's my fault that because I am not able to contain it properly, I am the one that's messing up this inspiration. Because the inspiration doesn't care about you. It doesn't take into consideration your limitations. It comes from somewhere completely beyond your limitations. So then what is the, why, how could something be higher than that inspiration? And the answer is simple, says the Alter Rebbe, because since the, F, the inspiration came from somewhere completely beyond you, you had nothing to do with it. You didn't do anything for it. So when the inspiration recedes, because inspiration doesn't come all the time, it only comes in certain specific, very opportune times, like a great Yom Tov or whatever, but when that time is over and the inspiration dissipates, since you didn't do anything of your own, nothing changed within you and therefore you go back to your own self. But if you did some Avaida on your own, so then that change is able to contain and becomes a keli to be able to continue that inspiration forward. This can become understood also based on what the Lakuta Torah says at the end of this parsha, where he talks, he explains the uh, the Mishnah Dama Ayim Basa, know from where you come, to where you are going. So he says the word Ayin from where means Chachma. Ayin is related to Chachma. So they, that's where you come from. That's where the inspiration comes from. Where do you end up? What is the word on? On means an identifiable place. It's a place that is identified as a makam gashmi, as the physical, as a physical place. Meaning to say, the place where the neshama will be rewarded, where the person will be rewarded, in this physical world. So that in itself needs a question. It leaves a question. How is it possible to say that the neshama comes from ayin, that very high exalt, exalted place, and the neshama is has to come down into this world, and in order to rise to a higher level, and what's the higher level to be in the physical world? The whole reward will take place in the physical world. What is the meaning of that? And he answers that it's because on the place that's represented by on the physical world, that's where the ultimate purpose of Hashem's creation is realized and affected. And that's why that's the true place of revelation. Because that's where Atmos, the very essence of Hashem, is revealed. The place where the, the essence of Hashem, which is beyond spiritual or physical at all, means the same. It, neither of them means anything. It's all about the essence of Hashem. And that's why you can, that, that is accomplished and that is reached, dafke in on, dafke in the physical world. And just as it is within Hashem that He enjoys and He delights in the service of man more than his, the inspiration, therefore it is also the human nature. As the Gemara says, Adam writes that a person wants 
a little bit that he himself has accomplished, that he's earned himself more than nine times as much if he got it as a free gift. A person appreciates and enjoys and delights in his own accomplishments more than if he got it for free. And the reason is because since we are connected to and we are created by Hashem, so this is true within Hashem, therefore it's true within the human nature as well. Now it is no coincidence that at the end of Lukot on in Chumash Vayikra, there is, after B'chukhaisa, there is additions, Haisafis, which the Alter Rebbe, an additional Maimorim, which were also inserted there. And at the end of that, those Haisafis, we also find a similarity to how he concludes Lukot of Parsha of Chumash Vayikra. He talks over there about that Yom Kippur is the Tainug Atzmi, the essential delight that Hashem has. And it's not made up of, of parts, it's just one indivisible delight of the essence. And that's the reason he explains why you're not allowed to eat or drink on Yom Kippur, because eating and drinking means delighting in something outside of that essence. It comes from other, the delight comes from elsewhere. Therefore, we're restricted from eating and drinking. The delight is only an, of an essential level. On the other hand, we know, from Yom Kippur, you go to Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres, and Chassidus explains that Shemini Atzeres is the Shemen, the essence of the entire month of Tishrei, which means that on, your, on Shemini Atzeres, we're going to get to a higher delight, to an even more essential delight, even than Yom Kippur. So we have to ask the question, how is it possible that one should get to a higher level of, uh, of delight than Yom Kippur, which is completely essential, we said that it's not indivisible, it's a tainug atzmi, how could something like Shemini uh, in which the delight does come from eating and drinking, it is part of the celebration of Shemini how could that transcend the delight of Yom Kippur? And the answer is the same as we've been discussing that the, the delight which comes from un, what we said was un, when you reach, when you go down into the world, into the physical world, that is a delight which comes even deeper, even higher than the delight of Yom Kippur, because it goes, it touches into the Atmos itself. So then, when a Yid is able to bring together both of these levels, both the inspiration from above, and add to that his own efforts in, in order to give the inspiration a, a, an everlasting nature to it, that it will last forever. So this brings us to what it says in this parsha. Hashem says, I will walk amongst you. And the word istalachti is made up of a double expression of walking, not but which Chassidus explains means that it's a double walking it comes both from the mashpia, it comes both from Hashem doing his his walking meaning sending down an inspiration to us and then the Yidin doing their walking which is the effort that we put in in order to extend that inspiration and make it eternal then that leads to that I will lead you upright and the word kamimius is also a double expression of upright that it's the uprightness of Hashem and the uprightness of the Yidden together and it, it, it's joined into one word so it becomes one 
one walking together and one being upright together, the Yidin together with Hashem, which will lead to the the ultimate of that will be realized and recognized by us when Mashiach comes speedily in our days.